Welcome back to episode 23 of Design Details. They've never been here before, man. You don't know that. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Brian Levin. I'm Bryn Jackson. This is the Michael Jordan of episodes because it is 23. That is awesome. The show is now older than Brian is. Holy crap. Yeah. No. For real. Uh, This week, this episode, we're hanging out with two people that were here before. They got a lot of really good feedback on their episode. George Kenberg III and Jeremy Goldberg. GK3. And they also brought along a friend, Christophe Tozier, who takes the most amazing photos. And he does work on the photos team at Facebook, or the sharing team, I believe. This was also the most casual episode I think we've ever had. This was our first impromptu episode. We were having burgers two blocks away and we're like, hey, this conversation should be in a podcast. So we went and... We put it in a podcast. Yeah. Just for you. It starts off a little more on the casual side. We get into some deeper design discussions towards the second half. So stick We even talk about Star Wars. (laughs) We even talk about Star Wars and movies and all that good stuff. Interstellar. Christoph is still mad at me because I don't like Interstellar. Because you're wrong. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Anyways, if you are enjoying the show, we really, really appreciate uh, your views on the iTunes store. Whether you're leaving that on your phone or your computer any rating helps if you have thoughts or feedback for us you can also write a comment there or tweet at us we're at design details fm our dm box is open as well anyone can dm us oh yes send us a dm that'd be fun we'll just skip that email crap because no one likes that yeah so if you want to chat you know where to find us and before we get into the show we wanted to thank our sponsors code school our, our new sponsor for this week. They just started on Monday. Thank you, Code School. Code School is the best place to learn new technologies from the comfort of your browser. They have five main paths, JavaScript, HTML, CSS, Ruby, Git, and iOS. And they have a growing number of electives courses on topics like TryR, Chrome DevTools, important technologies for d- designers and developers to know. It's really cool. They're like helping explain these platforms whether you want to be a programmer or not, it's important to know a lot of this stuff so that you can knowing, design for constraints. Knowing that's huge. The dev tools, knowing Git has been immensely helpful for even just working with engineers and communicating with them. Yes. So Git is incredible. If you're a designer hard. and you want to step up your game, seriously, these are amazing tools that are fairly simple to learn thanks to Code School. Speaking of simple to learn but hard to do, HTML emails. They're just releasing their new Unmasking HTML emails course. If you've ever done HTML emails, there's such a pain. Everything is like trial and error and it's everything is tables and conditional comments and inline styles, which no one wants to write inline styles. No one wants to write like with 640, 30 million times. That's not cool. But if you have to, this is the best way to learn how to actually do it. Code will at least teach you the right way. It's nuanced and they'll explore the nuances of email clients, how to build a layout that works on many screen sizes, which is borderline impossible so i'm really glad they're taking the time to do that because gmail breaks everything and outlook breaks everything yeah they recorded this hilarious promo video for it too which will be in the show notes it's like a luchador themed. it has some amazing 80s style illustrations so some really it's worth checking out (laughs) web designer puns uh i was cracking up anyways those will be in the show notes if you want to check them out we really appreciate code school sponsoring us you should go check out what they're doing because it's really important and really useful for designers you can play through their new course or learn more about Code School by going to codeschool.com. Thanks once again to Code School. Thank you, Code School. And with that, let's get into episode 23 with George Kittenberg III, Jeremy Goldberg, and Christoph Tozier. Woo! 
our first five-person episode. It's crazy. Three guests. Boom. Was it you that said that you wanted uh, an Apple washing machine? (laughs) I was making a correlation. I was making a correlation to the simplicity that Apple takes in their approach to what if Apple built a washing machine. But anyway, the reason why I'm convinced... I'm not, I don't have one. Oh, okay. The reason why and George I, chimes in for the first time with a question about yeah. his beer. <laughs> the reason why I'm, I wouldn't say convinced, but like why I could believe there's an Apple car is because Apple is now starting to get into industries that are not inherently tech, like the watch. This is like a, this is like, you know, not a tech device. Here's you know, why. Traditionally, if you if you understand Apple and the, their culture and how like what's their at the heart of it, it's all about like they always play their strengths. They play what they know sure. about. They want to. They always said like we're only going to work on the stuff we can be the best at. They will never be the best at making cars. Why they not? are the best at making technology hardware. So maybe someday they'll make a a tablet for cars or an OS a screen for cars. Sure. They will never make the car. The, like, the thing is, like, they the, gotta stay focused on the stuff they're really good at, and it's not making cars. Their supply is, chain, though, like, their the way they like su- manufacture supply certain chain things for a watch or an iPhone is something else than I know. supply chain for a car. Have you guys used iOS in the car? I they have don't. Not. They don't control iOS in the car, and they have so many different like manufacturers that they can't have like a great experience because they're all so different. The hardware have a, is different. I have a counter thought. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm not prepared to talk about this subject. I don't even no, no, know if we're no. recording. This. I just I'm just thinking back to pre iPhone where Apple did the like the Motorola like combo right right rocker yeah right rocker. so okay everyone was like everyone was like oh Apple will never make a phone it's too complicated they don't know what they're doing but their first their first foray was like a partnership one so I could totally see them doing like a Mercedes or Tesla Apple car and then like sure. the next version being their own car sure but again again making a phone is very close to making a computer you it's basically the same microchips and micro uh, what's a car it's just got it's microchips with wheels a car car is a different thing a watch is the same thing like you can basically put what the 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 well now they've got a watch it has a digital crown that's basically a wheel now they just need four more and it's done do you think that Mark, <laughs> what is it, Mark Newson? Huh? Do you think it's, Mark Newson, that, right? That's Mark Newson is Mark, not there Mark Newsom, for yeah. designing a car. Is there to design like super cool looking uh, bands for for the watch? Like they're going to make the, the overlapping bands, sport bands. That's a Mark Newson thing. He's so thing. high That's profile to be designing bands. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, well, here's, if people die from the car, they probably were just using the brakes wrong. It's not like Apple's fault. Brake gate 2020. Yeah. You're looking at your phone. You didn't laugh. Whatever. He's got a death grip on the steering wheel. That's clearly why he has no reception in his Look, car. Apple has all the pieces to do it, though. Like, the, the no, strategy not is even coming just pieces. They have enough money to buy any car See, that's manufacturer. that's what I believe, I believe is they have yeah. money, but the pieces, like... They uh, can the, probably buy Tesla. They could build it all, right? Like, they could build that if they wanted to. Not buy any car manufacturer. Faster to buy it. You think I don't know? Dude, don't they have more cash on hand than the government? Buying Ford is more expensive than buying Tesla. Like Tesla is nah, still dude. small, guys. They, like they, their mark or their uh, their cash on hand is enough to buy GM, which is by far larger than Ford. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have it's insane. They, they could probably buy Volkswagen, and Volkswagen is the largest like combination like the thing. Cheapest company. We, so when we were in Europe, we were looking at car companies that own other car companies. Did you did you make your way to Volkswagen? Which is Volkswagen where it all ends? is the mecca mm-hmm. of all cars. Yep. They own everything. How, how many did you like? I don't remember the number, but it's a lot, man. Okay. 
So Volk, it, it's a lot of like overlapping stuff. So we, um, <laughs> we actually calculated that Volks, really close. <laughs> Volkswagen is like the equivalent to what is it? PayPal or eBay? Like what? Who's the who's the biggest company there? eBay. I think eBay. Well, eBay, yeah. E- yeah, eBay, owns, eBay PayPal. owns PayPal, but then like who PayPal owns or eBay Braintree owns Venmo too. And Venmo it's like the same system as VW. Like with Lamborghini and like all these other Yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> there's a whole tree. Yeah. It's Volkswagen is the parent company. There's Volkswagen sure. Holding, and there's Volkswagen Motors and there's Porsche is under it and Audi and Audi owns Lamborghini and Ducati and Volkswagen also owns Skoda, Seat, uh, Bugatti, Bentley. Are you just making up words? <laughs> no. There's one other one. I can't think of what it is. You say Audi yet? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Good I wasn't enough. paying attention. I just heard a bunch anyway. of words. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Maybe. No, I believe that. Can we at least speculate if they make a car? If they make a car. If they make a car. It will be so simple. <laughs> so simple to use. So simple we took off. It will self drive. But it'll have a cool marketing term like Siri drive or something. Where it's like. What were you going to say, Brian? What's the word they use for rubber? Like poly. Polyurethane. Polyethyl. Poly. Polyethylurethane. That's going to be like all of our tires <laughs> are crafted of the finest. Polyethylurethane. <laughs> if my car doesn't have chamfered edges I just don't really want it how car. amazing would it be if they brought back Apple Drive just for the car <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then it just doesn't work it doesn't sync up with the other cars and it all dies aluminium aluminium that's right that's right British way it, it almost looks like jewelry jewelry and <laughs> the best car we've ever designed <laughs> The wheels match. The well, straps. you guys have it's seen that Mercedes. Is what you're looking there was like for, a Mercedes concept George. driving around San Francisco in the last few weeks. That thing looked dope. That thing is really interesting. What is it? The Mercedes like self-driving F-800? concept, something like that, and the the like the cockpit or whatever you want to call it. You're like surrounded by this environment that lets you, um, just do your thing. It's right? really great. Like the video, it's like. It's designed with the preconception. It keeps around and it's got yeah, tables. like it's designed thinking that you don't have to drive it. Right, it's a room to do things in. Instead yeah, of- right. It's not just like a normal car that self drives. It was like rethinking, like okay, like if the car drives itself, like what other opportunities does that present? I also love there was this amazing like it has a laser in the grill that can project things to pedestrians. Right, like it yeah, can it's generate cool. its own street art in front of the car, that which was, really was like smart. freaking cool as shit. Yeah. I always also Wait, really why, like why the, is that smart? Because like why wouldn't you like why wouldn't you like right now cars make sound, make noise. So people like if you're blind or if you're like talking to someone, you can still hear cars coming to you and like it's there's a security aspect of like hearing a car coming, but or seeing it coming. But well I guess hmm. um <laughs> I'm singing I'm singing out a lot. Uh but if um some like have you heard of Tesla? Like you don't hear that thing, right? Especially when it's slow and it's like silent. Yeah, it's super right. silent. So projecting things or like making fake noise is actually a way of like warning, like for security purposes. It's actually super. So there's a video out. Audi made an a version of the R8 that is electronic called the R8 e-tron, and they mixed actual engine noises from a V12 version of the R8 
with synth sounds so it sounds like a spaceship oh, it's shit. incredible it's so cool and so like that was the main reason it's a safety feature you have to be able to hear cars I bet. and so there's like, also like there's a psychological aspect to it too right like people are used to cars making noises and maybe a couple years from now they won't because like doesn't it pump it into the cabin too like so you can hear yourself accelerate even though it doesn't really BMWs make BMWs do that yeah especially with the M cars they'll pump yeah. they'll pump and extra engine noise in that there isn't really right and it's like uh, it's <laughs> like a weird thing you have to think about when you're designing it that like it makes people feel more comfortable even though it's useless but it like makes people feel better about what they're doing I don't know that's kind of an interesting like it's like it's just like a bridge to something new you have to like walk you can't just like hey it doesn't make any noise anymore deal with it you have to like comfort them along the way i don't know there's a design thing here somewhere i don't know what it is though but the user experience something 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 yeah like Uh, the floppy disk save icon it's like uh i actually haven't driven one but like the cars that turn off when you're at a stoplight yeah oh yeah like you hear all the stories of like my dad has a new q3 and he does that i don't like it no, yeah, it's, it's actually cool. Well, you get used to it. Once you get used to it, it's actually... I've had it for the three thing years. Is you get used to it, but the first time I imagine oh, yeah. you're like, what did I do wrong? What do I do? Yeah. Do, I, do I press it? Here's the problem with that thing. I've had it for three years on my car. What's your car? <laughs> it's a BMW. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so fancy. I don't... My name's Jeremy. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the details. It's not important. My name's Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, continue anyway. your story. <laughs> um, when you are making a left turn with that thing off that's really uneasy because if it if it fails which like it probably won't but if it does and like you're now like in the lane like in the middle of the street to make a left turn at a a light or whatever like that's a really bad place to be for something to not make you feel confident so is it a bad design decision so it's a good design decision in terms of efficiency execution is unright but it makes people feel uneasy. Hmm. Apple should just do it and they'll just nail the execution and then it's fine. What, how are you going to feel when you have an electric car that makes no noise ever and you're in the middle of an intersection? It's like, oh, hey, the battery could just die. But it's like that all the time, right? Well, it's the same thing with gas today. You could run out of gas with yeah. your car. I don't think that's... Your fuel pump could die at any second. Even if your engine's rumbling, it doesn't mean anything. Like, what, what actually happens as far as I know is the engine isn't actually off. Like, they just like you know put it at like a lower gear or something like less stuff is happening but by the time you take your foot off the brake the the car is already back to its normal state before you even put your foot on the gas it's super quick but i i had them like turn it off on my car in software to like always remember my setting um and i don't know like maybe they just haven't nailed it yet but it's just it's there's too much of a of there's too much contrast in the on and off state for me to feel good about it in those situations. Is it not metal enough? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's ruining the planet because it's more metal. <laughs> always come back to this. Yes, I used to be in a metal band, and let's just get that out there. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and the, um, the detour in Germany, I've so, I've seen some photos. It's pretty incredible. They had some groupies and stuff. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Speaking but, of Europe. Yeah. We were, so I, you just got back uh, yeah. from a trip and you said you had some things you've thought All about. Except All except George. <laughs> yeah. We're with you. We're with you, George. So Stuck in um, the USA. myself, uh, Sam Sophus, Jared Arondu, 
um, and their girlfriends and wife. Um, uh, we all went to France for Christophe's wedding with Claire. Yep. Which was amazing. Mr. Christoph Tozier. That sounds so yep. good. I know. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> I trying to play a song or something. No, it was a, somebody sent me a mitel and I didn't realize it was going to play sound. This was a wedding. This was a designer's wedding. I mean, Chris and Claire are both designers. We'll post yeah. up the photos and the um, links. Yeah, amazing, really a beautiful wedding. Oh, dude, that car. Well, oh. really cute on it. <laughs> yeah, Claire. He's so dapper with his little his little bow tie. All right, this is getting too. <laughs> anyway, um, so beforehand. Um, so Sam and I and his wife, we went to Italy and Monaco. Um, and then we all met up at the wedding with Jared and Loriana, his girlfriend. And then um, the five of us and another friend went to Iceland afterwards for a week, which was amazing. Um, but while on the trip, um, I hadn't been to Europe in a little while. And I was starting to like notice some problems that I was having um, with just basic design things or like even things that companies we use all the time could be doing better. So I think from my experience, there was like three main takeaways. Okay. Um, the first had to do with Airbnb. Okay. So I really like Airbnb. Um, it's a, it's generally a good experience, especially in the U S but someone coming from the U S now going to Europe where I was you know, in Italy, for example, and not everyone there speaks English the same way we do, or like even at all. Um, so the first part of this is that um, when you're traveling with a group, typically you have one person who books the Airbnbs. So Sam booked all the all the travel stuff, and he sent that itinerary to me. And then when I'm in Europe, I have that itinerary, but it's all in my emails. So now I have to like go through my email manage that stuff and often in like in a lot of cases you don't even have service sometimes or a data plan and we just got there so we didn't have that stuff set up um but what i think airbnb has an opportunity to do instead is to send me that itinerary so it's actually in my app my airbnb app Mm -hmm. so i don't have to go through email and manage this stuff and they can control the experience you could do fair and they can have like offline save mode or like yeah they can do all kinds of stuff you, you it's you such a missed that, opportunity. Right? You just plead the fare in the end. So yeah. They shouldn't offer it we all use like Venmo or whatever to yeah. split it, but they could You've have got to imagine that someone there is working on There's got to be. Or, cool idea. Another cool idea. Right. In the somewhere, lets you save your itinerary as an image to your camera roll or into like an album that would of like your be trip. Better. Then yeah. you can get it offline and you could, they could like design it really cool. I don't know. It'd be better than the email system. But, but then you don't have the, have the app too. But you could, so. you, could do the, you could do it offline in the app yeah. probably. I don't know. Um, so that was one experience. The second cool. experience, which You're was... welcome, Airbnb. Which was... <laughs> Copyright 2015, George Kenberg III. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the second experience, which was much worse. I mean, that's like a little bit of a gripe, right? It's still usable. It's a first world problem. Um, the Whoop. way bigger problem was we got to Italy, don't have great data yet, and now we need to meet up with our host to get the keys. And... There was really poor communication on their end, um, and we got in late, which I imagine is not uncommon. Um, and we had no idea where to meet this person. 
And uh, we eventually figured it out. It was a little stressful and we had all of our luggage in the middle of the streets of Venice. Yeah. Um, but Airbnb also has an opportunity here to, you know, have some kind of lock integration or software that yeah. allows you to yes. literally just go to your apartment or wherever you're staying, your house, walk up to the door with the app and walk in with the app or even better the app not just the app they should do what Zipcar does with whatever it is like you should have a, a new card, Airbnb like card. Airbnb sure. so card. if your phone is out of battery you just Absolutely. drive it in Italy even you're better. like how do I get into that place you should have a backup solution or even like, like simpler like baby step solution like and I don't know if this is possible it seems like it should be possible to like put your flight info in with your booking and have them automatically notify the host that your like flight got delayed or whatever. That would be nice. Did your flight too. like, did it just come in late or where is it like so your guys' fault? In, in our late? case, it was, uh, the times for the boats to get from the, uh, okay. Airport. It's a little so trickier. So we missed the, one of them by like three minutes. And so like it delayed us half an hour and like all this stuff or like Airbnb kiosks in the airport with free data. That'd be so cool. you could like I mean, go and like serious, Airbnb is trying to disrupt the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. One thing that's very interesting about hotels is that if you want to show up at your hotel room at like 11 p.m., you can. Usually, like, the hotel is like opens the doors for you and like you have someone at the reception that can check you in. We're like, if an Airbnb, like, if you want to spend more time at the airport, whatever reason, or like you got delay, like, and you don't show up at the right time, you may not get into your Airbnb at all. And that's an issue. Like, they need to figure out if they want to be serious, they need to figure out something. And I think that's smart locking could be a solution i think that's a solution um the smart lock or like some kind of locking system. yeah we're talking about like this new smart lock thing that i've seen in a few of my friends places and they have it at the apple store now so it's basically replacing your lock on your door and then you open the door with your phone so whenever you approaches your door with your phone and it has bluetooth turned on the door will automatically turn um like yeah open yeah, yeah um and you can add friends you can give them you digital can add keys friends and you can add you can add friends for a limited time so that means for airbnb if you're hosting someone you could say i want this person to be, have access to my door from like tomorrow to till sunday or something yeah, yeah that should be a thing right yeah, even, yeah sure. even just like our own homes why isn't that should be but airbnb Definitely. for sure is a use case right okay so what was number three i guess that was was that all number one or was that that was you said number, number two, two. That was two. That was two. Yeah, that was two. What was so the no, first one? Uh, the first one was your itinerary. Like getting your oh. itinerary on your phone. Um, no, 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 no. There was, was another one I think, I think I was thinking about like Airbnb as one, and I'm drawing a blank now. But anyway, one that I do remember again is there was a common problem I had in Europe, which was um, with doors. <laughs> this is hilarious. This okay, this is you're really, really setting fun. this one up to make you sound so, either really smart well, or it, not. So there's another person who has had this problem. You may know him. His name is Don Norman, pretty famous. And um, is that the, uh, someone posted the a picture? Design of everyday things. He wrote yeah. a book. Yeah. Anyway, I found this problem to be true in Europe a lot, which was um, a lot of the doors have an affordance. Well, I guess Don Norman would say signifier. Um, <laughs> God, I'm going to geek out so hard right now. No, dude, I, I know what you mean. Um, that say, pull me, they, that's what they afford. They're like, I want you to pull me open. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them are push. Was it you that posted this photo on Twitter's like... Uh, I saw that today. Yeah, at, I forget who it was. Facebook, we have the world, or maybe it's Google or something. It's like it was, the, it was Google, Google. Like the world's smartest engineers, and it has those doors where it's the, the pull handles on both sides and like... 
it can only open one way. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like that. It was, it was a small thing, but like someone has to design that and it was a poor experience. Where did you experience this? Restaurants. Um, which countries? Uh, Not I, in France. Impossible. <laughs> too smart for this. Definitely in Italy. Um, definitely They're all about coulda, not shoulda. I don't think, I actually don't think it happened in Iceland. I think we were, we were kosher there. So the second part of that post that he was referring to was someone at Google was like, yeah, the first week there's no signs. Second week they put signs up. The third week they take the handle off one side. That's it. Hilarious. They said it happens every single time, which blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, have you guys seen these videos of... Is, um, they they made the, they they put a, a camera like a GoPro or something above some stairs and like at the exit of a subway station or something in let's say London I really don't know where it was and one day they they tricked people by just making one of the steps on the, on oh, the yeah. stairs slightly higher or slow, lower or something everyone trips everyone every single person. That's hilarious. And the whole day, even if you see the person in front of you doing it, you're still going to do the same. Because your brain is so like tricked to like being it like thinking the that steps are all the same height. It's incredible. Brains are dumb. Yeah. Stupid brains. Super dumb. Damn it, brains. I heard, or I saw this really cool demo for like a product this week that wants to get rid of passwords which seems like such a great thing in this day and age like security is i don't understand the technical aspects of it but it has like uh they've white labeled it so that anyone could implement this technology so for example let's say facebook does this i could go on facebook and just type in my username ryan lovin and i hit enter and it, i just open my phone and auth on my phone like right away right um, it integrates with Touch ID or you can do a pin code or blah, blah, blah. So this is like classic two-factor stuff. But they also do really cool stuff where um, it'll lock in with geofencing. So it can say, don't log in my bank if I'm not at home, like no matter what. You can do stuff okay. like pair it with another Bluetooth device. So like the guy was showing me, he wears a jawbone. He's like, if my jawbone and my phone aren't within a foot of each other, don't log into my websites. Why are you shaking your head? Why? What if you forget your job on at home? Then you can't log in anything. There's uh, definitely edge cases, but there's I mean like there's backups like pins or your your thumb I think that's definitely a use case for killing password and replacing them with something. Like you would you don't even realize how many people in the world are just were just discovering the internet and technology and don't even know what password means. And when they get we know that when they get to Facebook to create an account and they they have to choose a password, they don't understand what choosing a password means so if coming up with something that can replace passwords like or even like we always all face this right when you create an account on a random website you don't want to put a ref, uh, like a password that you often use so you come up with something stupid and then you'll come back to that website a year later because the website is actually turned out to act, be actual an actual thing like i remember doing that on airbnb when it came out i created an account with a random password that i was not remembering a year later when he became an actual thing. And I was like, oh. Did we just what? find out that Christoph is still using like like custom passwords for everything? Or are you actually like using something to manage them now? No, well, yeah, I do now use uh, LastPass, <laughs> which is generating passwords for me. But most people, <laughs> like my mom, don't do that. Yeah. Well, I don't use, I don't use like a password manager. You don't? No. 
I use my brain. Use your brain, because you're smart. Yeah. You, know, you know what That's we just why. said? I have brains are really stupid. Well, no, my brain's different. <laughs> yeah, it's on some teenage shit. No, have you guys heard of like the algorithmic password thing? So basically, oh, yes. Uh, so I have like like a root like the easiest way to do this is like think of your password now. That's like my root password, like the base of it, and then I'll add in something specific to the website on the end of it. So if my password like, is like password one two three four, and I'm making a password for Gmail, I might do like password one two three four G A, like the first two letters of Gmail. So it's like G-M. I only remember one password. The first Sorry. two letters of <laughs> G M. Right, Gmail. G yeah. G M. I have worse than that on some yeah. websites. But like G M. Would you I, say brains are stupid at this point? No, but it's like, it's, but even even if I was wrong there, that's the first thing my brain thought of was GA, and so I'll remember that every time when I see Gmail, I'll say okay GA. So here's and here's the like, problem I have with that is that that's still crackable, right? It's still a some sort of entry into an input on a website that anyone could be trying to access, right? And not just that for convenience, like you might not remember that password, and that's or you might. Well, not some, know yeah, what sometimes password. it fails me, or sometimes they'll have like anything that can replace passwords is really like smartly and like efficiently and without requiring you to like own a job on an iPhone. Like that's I don't believe that's the solution for the world. That might be a solution for Silicon Valley and for like early adopters, but someone needs to come up with a, a smart way of just replacing passwords entirely with something else. Yeah. I don't know what I, that is. Like maybe it's run- touch ID. Maybe it's using your fingerprint because everyone knows how to put a finger on top yeah. of something. That's you run into enough. issues with like if your phone dies. But like in this demo, and, and I'm bot- butchering the demo because it was really cool. But like you could log into a website and auth with Touch ID. Like current two factor is the Google Authenticator app, or you get a text message, which is like you get the text, you read it, then you go back to the website, and then you type it in. You're like looking back and forth, as opposed to just putting your thumb on the thing like something that ah, that just makes so much more sense right it's cool that was the thing (laughs) so now that it's march or i'm sorry may and we've all had our iphone or our uh, apple watches for three weeks and (laughs) the avengers came out three weeks ago what what do we think guys where where were we at i I cannot believe that captain america killed iron man like how did that happen (laughs) before civil war what the hell man that is incredible i just can't i mean you say that over Crackgate with the watches, like where they all just fell apart. Yeah, like so many people got cracked watches. It was just insane that like Apple quality control let that through. Like mine cracked that like two days the, after I had it. The issue with the wheel, right? Like, do, does yours do the same thing? Like, mine does not rotate anymore. That's like the digital crown doesn't even stay on my head. Crown, it locks up. Uh, it's only digital. It's not it, a crown uh, anymore. <laughs> my gold one wasn't actually gold. It, what? <laughs> It was kind of green. <laughs> it wasn't the gold I liked. Like, it was gold, but it wasn't the gold that I thought it was going to be. It didn't look like Beyonce's gold. Yeah. Well, she had the custom gold band, too. So, Carl Lagerfeld, yeah. Ballin'. I mean... Well, it's Beyonce. Yeah. Right? Technically, she Queen is, Bay. but... <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, no, none of that happened. That's because tomorrow <laughs> is the day our, our Apple Watches come. Yeah. We uh, all just lied. Christoph and George and mine all come tomorrow. What's yeah. yours, Jeremy? <laughs> I ordered mine six or seven minutes after it went on sale. What kind of designer yeah. are you? Seriously. I was in, oh, hold on. Which I, was, sucks, I ordered I was mine three hours after it came out. After <laughs> so my credit card got charged a couple days ago, though. But I haven't gotten any like shipment notifications. So have you checked I have on the store hopes. site? The store site isn't updating. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Store, this is going to be so safe. boring in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, shut up. We already got Godmars, whatever. Hashtag cool. April problems. I got like four bands too. Seriously. Yeah. Why? Yeah, this I, guy's crazy. I got a lot. You got four? How many bands? I got the Link, the You're Leather really Loop, the in. Classic Leather, and the Sport. Dude, what if you don't like it? I already play with it. He has to like it because he has four bands for it. So I got, I got, it was great. I got one extra band just because I wanted like the black and the white sport. And I was like, maybe I'll get more. But then I also had the realization that there's going to be a metric fuck ton of third party bands. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to go crazy with the Apple ones. I like the same way there's a metric fuck ton of iPhone cases and most of them are cooler than like the Apple ones. So I'm not, I'm just going to hang out for a minute. Which watch did you get? I got the stainless steel link with other bands. With bands on bands so on silver, bands. silver, silver, silver. Gross. In anyway. person, it's really nice. It's it feels premium, you know. And like, I think yeah, well, there will be four fifty for bands. Yeah, so it, it should better feel be premium. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, getting the same. Why do you? Just I'm also getting that bed. But I have friends that um are like really into watches, and still a thousand dollars. Like while it's not like a small amount of money like for the quality that we're getting is like a really good price in that industry as far as I as far as I know. What what are everyone's Wait, can we clarify, has everyone played with one at this point? I have not. I have, yeah. George I've seen friends. them but I haven't touched one. Okay. Yeah. But I trust in in Tank Cook. It was nice. I did a hands on last week. What do you think? Store. You want my honest opinion? Of course I do. I thought it was thought it was really, really bad <laughs> okay yep. what do you think was bad that's about also it? my impression i i played with it about a month ago <clears throat> and my feeling is that apple is not good at design as designing software anymore it's sad but if you look at if you really look at a, give it a close look at like what apple released in software in the last two or three years and you'll notice that hardware is still amazing they're the best at hardware ever but software is so f- slowly declining. And really look, pay close attention to the inconsistencies in the Apple Watch software, the, the OS. And like you look at different apps and you'll notice that sometimes the, the main action uh, will be at the bottom right and the cancel action will be at the bottom left. And in some other apps, you'll have the opposite. And you're like, when you really look at it, you're like, what? what's happening here? Like, what's going on? And was iOS 1 like that, do you think? Uh, okay, yeah, this, no. is, this is the caveat is that like uh, who tweeted this? It's like anyone that's a naysayer in Apple will live in regret because I'm going to be wrong, and I probably will be wrong. But for V1, as of this day and time, it just seems I disagree. Bad. And like I looked at all the all of the apps that are being released today, like the day before, like there's maybe two or three compelling. There's another. Ones. There's another thing that's important, which is that. It's not about how it looks, it's also about how it works. And Apple Watch, as of, as of the one I've tested, was slow. And fast, like speed is important. Like you can have the most beautiful screen if it's slow when you're like tapping into an app and you have to wait an extra like 100 milliseconds to like actually get the, the view to load. That's like, that's not good design. Like make it. I, I, I agree. I, th- I feel like that's something that will be fixed, right? Like that's inevitably going to get better. But like, I don't know, man. I think that that is that is like what happens with V1 products. So like, that, if if we all go back and use an iPhone one, we'll be like, how did we ever the, live with that's this? That's what Caleb yeah. and Jake the were saying. Thing. They were saying it was yeah. like the sweet solution when everything was a web app at first. Right. I think right? it's also it's also an issue with how Apple builds product, where 
they're so secretive even internally that a lot of the designers from what i've gathered a lot of the designers who worked on apple watch never play with an actual an actual prototype before it came out and so when you're designing a list view for example on apple watch look at the contacts the first actually look at what the contacts view so the when you press that side button and you get to the contacts where you can like actually message some like tap on your watch to send a heartbeat or whatever um when you look at that view that they when they announced the watch six months ago or maybe eight months ago now uh it was an actual list of people and you could have a bunch of people and when they did the last keynote before the, the watch came out, they replaced the whole UI with a circle and you have faces around, faces around that, that circle and you only have like eight or nine people now. And the reason for that is the previous UI was, I'm guessing, I don't know the person who designed it, the person probably didn't know that the digital, the digital crown would be there on the, on the watch and how it would work. And so the way the UI worked was that you were scrolling through that view to select a person but it turns out, I don't know if you guys have played with the digital crown, it's actually super hard to be precise on that thing. And so when you have, a, like, what the digital crown is good at is letting you go up and down really quick on the view. So when you need to, like, look at your notification and, like, read your message, it's fine. I've been hearing that the haptic makes it so that it feels like when you're rubber banding, it actually feels like it gets harder to push. Is that wrong? Oh, interesting. Oh, is that what it is? I haven't noticed That's that. Cool. Interesting. Very interesting. I bet no one heard you, but that's very interesting. If you're like pulling up on the UI and it gets to the edge, it'll slot it down and then like vibrate. Yeah. It's kind of like the bounce in Safari on on iPhone. Yeah, but you feel it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the problem that I see with how Apple designs softwares right now is that because the most of the time the designers cannot, not, do not get to play with the hardware when they're designing it. There's no like, Apple keeps selling that they have this great relationship between software and, and hardware, but in real life, it's actually not true until the hardware gets released and the designers can update their designs. It, it only feels like they're directly connected now because Forstall left and Johnny Ive took over design of both. <laughs> but he kind of let marketing take over design of the software, it seemed like. Especially with the first version of iOS 7. Oh my yep. god, it's so bad. Uh, I mean, it's good in some ways. But not all the ways. It's not difficult, but when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. It did flatten everything. When you compare that to Google, I like flat. Yeah. I think flat can be done well. I think they didn't do it well. I right. think that maybe the way you think about Apple software feeling worse is maybe that other companies are getting a lot better a lot faster. Yes, that is very and true. And I still think that what Apple did with the watch and a lot of other things is pretty incredible. Um, considering just how much there is and there, there is a lot of intent and there's like, there are a few like inconsistency issues, like you said, with the buttons. What is incredible? What do you find as a designer with quite experience now? What do you find very impressive well well i'm a little torn because the watch that i wanted actually didn't have an interface uh not in the traditional sense at least i wanted something invisible i wanted something that i didn't have to think about too much maybe it was able to give me these like small bite-sized notifications or whatever but um i wanted something with without a traditional screen and uh something that 
it would last a lot longer and battery cheaper because of that. Uh, use sensors and stuff to pick up my activity or gestures. Or you like, need to jawbone up, basically. Essentially, but the way Apple would approach that, yeah, right. And so instead, we got you Which know that they wouldn't right? something very different. <laughs> and when you're designing a system like the Apple Watch with all these new interactions, I think that, and we all know because we we work on products that have a lot of people using them, and we're designing systems like there are so many you know edge cases and things you have to consider like beyond what is just in the surface that to even come up with where they got and then execute on that probably with the you know constraints they had on hardware and battery life and all those things i think is pretty incredible for a v1 product is it perfect no um but you know five years from now or, or three years from now i think it'll be a different story yes is there gonna I be a, just yeah. like the compared to first uh, the first iphone but I still think it's incredible. It didn't incredible even have, the first iPhone didn't even have apps. Like it was just was what no you store. got is what the, you got. The first iPhone was good because of the hardware and the touchscreen, and you were like, "Wow, this is so different." And they like create they made this yeah. foundation for what iPhone came, became. But really, iPhone the third uh, iOS three became an actual de- good deal. Yeah, like with the store and with uh, multitasking with three G. Maybe I'm off. Sure, but like. Yeah, first version of the app store was not. Do you have any apps, basically, or like only like calculator? Or it, like it was all Sam Sofis at that point. Exactly, Sam Sofis. Sam was the ran the app developer, store, so he was like <laughs> the first vice president of app store. Exactly. I feel like part of the issue is that Apple set the bar so high with like the iPod and the iPhone, where they like completely reinvented and entire iPad. categories. One well, iPad too, but even then, people were like. They were a little disappointed, right? They're like, oh, it's just a big iPhone, right? And so, like... Do you guys remember the, the whole iTampon thing when that yes, first came out? It yes, was so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. People were so upset we, over uh, the name. Fair, I mean, the, the what the people in on the social networks and, like, in the press, how they reacted to the iPad was the exact... They had the same reaction for the iPhone. Right, Like, right. this is way too expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it doesn't have a keyboard. Right. Like, it's just a thing. And that happens every time with Apple. I just think we have we have like we may have like too high expectations almost like you can't you can't expect them to like blow our minds with every single new thing that they come out with like you know it's a lot harder to impress now right? although they still impress us with hardware like yeah Apple sure. Watch is beautiful right like, let's right. face it it's beautiful the la- latest Mac Pro was beautiful the new MacBooks are incredible they're hot like I want to buy one as I, I want to buy one as the soon space as space gray video. one oh my god right. gold. 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 gold so beautiful they're shut up George hardware, they're the, <laughs> even the keyboard on the new MacBook is incredible they're just what the do you guys think of it hardware. so I think the the keyboard is awesome as well it's great. I was blown away I kept hearing bad things about it but I love it it's it's like an iPad that has a little and bit of And the trackpad feels so, so realistic without actually moving. Like it yeah. feels like it's clicking. I totally thought I was clicking the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing with it while I was picking up our Mac Pro. Yeah. I think maybe I'm reiterating what I said earlier, but like one reason why I, th- I think that there is that perception is A, like the competition in hardware is just like not even close to what Apple does, right? So it makes that gap bigger. And B, like, we don't work in hardware, really. So that stuff is more fascinating to us rather than, like, we're in software all day and, like, it's hard to impress us now. And maybe, like, to hardware guys that do that stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 
And also, cool. we're designers and we're picky as fuck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're being so, so we are the epitome of like, Of right course. Now. The, the yeah. inconsistency that was mentioning for like the placement <laughs> of the button, like no one cares right. outside of the design industry. But yet, we're talking about like how excited we are about that product. I'm not excited about the software. There are some really cool pieces. The home screen is very smart. Yeah. Like a lot of people will give it a sh- some shit for a long time, but it's actually very smart. And I really applause the designer who came up with it. Uh, there are a bunch of things, the remote for the camera, like the shutter. Come on, everyone is taking selfies today. Like if you can actually put your phone on a tripod and like take the photo with your with your watch, that's like, it seems obvious, yeah. but like no one had came up with it. Like yeah. Android Wear didn't have that. Right. Uh, there are a lot of good things in it. Yeah. It's just, you know, what you just say, we're designers, we're right. picky. We need to be picky. <laughs> the last thing that impressed me that had to do with like digital, you know, software or screens or like whatever and you were there, Chris. G-Monk. Oh my God. Dude, this guy. This guy. What is it? So oh, G-Monk. Who is it? Okay, you oh. guys, you, no. if you don't know G-Monk, you, go, you type G-M-U-N-K. <laughs> when you browser, you go to this guy's <laughs> website. Oh my God. He's the guy who designed all the visual effects for Tron, the movie. Uh, Oblivion. He's a goddamn wizard. Uh, Oblivion. Oblivion with Tom so Cruise. We, Can you give us, yeah, go ahead. We were at a conference called ValioCon. Um, Organized by Drew Wilson in San Diego is the best design conference ever. It's an amazing conference. Um, and he got G-Monk to speak. And I think there was a moment where like, we have, we have a lot of great designers in the room and, and everyone kind of stepped back and felt really shitty about what they were doing. <laughs> We were seriously look at the tweets. It's it's probably hard to do, but if you could find the tweets from that day at that moment from these designers, like these amazing designers were attending that conference, everyone in the room was tweeting, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like, I'm not a designer. I'm, I'm shit when I compare my work to this guy. Okay. This is build up. What was the presentation? So he's, he's actually really interesting and he's really vulgar. So he like, he had a, like a showmanship to it, which elevated his, his talk, but he's going through these things that are so original and so inspiring. Like the way he solves problems and the way he's like designing solutions to like, whether it's a movie like thing or, um, you know, coming up with their own robotics and like software to like, you know, trick your eye and like this thing called so, the, you, you what is it called? The box oh, video? Box. Yeah. You guys should l- check out the box project that he made. It's yeah. like, it's really, it's not, it's not design per se. It's more of a performance, but it's incredible. It's, it's a robotic arm, right? Like, yeah. They like built you, that technology. Yeah, totally. No, he didn't build the technology, but he worked with the guy who made the technology. Yeah. They're like, anyway, but What's impressive with these guys is that, you know, when you watch these science fiction movies and you look at these crazy UIs, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like they came up with some crazy looking graphics to impress us, but that's it. What this guy does, and for example, for Oblivion, he gave us the example of like, if, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but at some point, uh, Tom Cruise is like flying this spaceship that looks like a helicopter of the future with this giant uh, bubbly yeah. window. And... Basically, he actually looked at how the UIs for helicopters work today and he analyzed all of that and he tried to redesign everything for the purpose of the movie. And he actually made stuff that makes sense in the future in the context right. of all the tools we could have. But not only that, but he also had to make it look 
perfect on on screen he had to pop out but not too much because you had to look at like the director told him you got to look at tom cruise and not at the, at the ui so you you have so many constraints yeah. not just like make something that's that's amazing that that would work perfectly but it has to work on that glass screen it has to pop out on the window on the on the on scene but, but not also not too much because you know it's incredible and there's it's another like, moment where there's a character who uses this like table of like just giant touch screen thing, yeah. giant surface and from what i remember i could Microsoft be wrong surface. he built they built that and they actually built it to actually work in some ways yeah yeah i remember him and like that. there is ux behind it apparently now he said when he worked on tron that like there's a moment where um jeff bridges is like interacting with the sphere of dna and like there's no ux there it's like purely visual but the the concept of like how that actually happened and what they came up with is still really interesting and in how they solved that problem so to the viewer what's, what was passionate what was really fascinating about this guy is that as he do, he's doing this presentation he's going really really fast because he has he had so much stuff to show us it was like an hour presentation I bet he could yeah, do like five four, hours with slides. the exact same key, like his keynote uh, presentation had like ninety seven slides or something. No, it was he, way more. It was hundreds. Oh, hundred. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It was yeah. a lot. It was like insane. it was going really, really fast. And he was like, sometimes he was showing us something that was beautiful. He was like, this is shit. So I'm going. I'm going to go really fast. He was like, oh no, this is shit, 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 shit. Hey, everything was perfect. You're like, what? Uh, but what's fascinating is that at some point he just posed for like two minutes to tell us about drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he told us about this drug he was using. I was like, that was- Paused. I thought you, I thought you were saying pa- pose and I was <laughs> oh, so paused. confused for a minute. He just posed like, and told us about drugs. No, pause. Weed. <laughs> anyway, he talked about this drug he was using that was pretty fascinating. But, and then he, he, he came back to the presentation and he told us, he, he told us about math and he spent a long time explaining the math he was using to make this like geometrical like representation. It was, you guys have to see that talk. I think it was recorded. I think it's it, on the web. It probably is, yeah. It's, and it's in the show notes. Yay. It's amazing. G-Monk, G-Monk is incredible. That was the last time I was impressed. going to work on Tron 2. He actually told us at ValueCon that he would work on Tron 2. It was not announced yet. The, 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 only, the only thing with um, guys like that is that they create these incredible things and to them, it's, I get the vibe at least that it's like, oh yeah, it's just another thing and now I'm going to move on to something totally different because I'm bored with this. And like if they actually like, you know, spent more time and built things and like built things that people would actually use in the real world, they could probably like solve some incredible problems and make some really great stuff. I feel like they get get bored. Yeah, well, and those guys like traditionally, I feel like people like that are like the inspiration for the people that are actually doing this stuff. Like so much tech is influenced by like what you saw in Star Trek or Star Wars growing up. And like the guys who made that were just like doing cool shit because they thought it was cool. Not with any intention on making it real and maybe like they were just like like hypothesizing because they didn't have the technology but that kind of like their hypotheses led like this thought somewhere in the future so they're the real thought leaders yeah like indirectly and i think that we don't even attribute it to them because like just some like thing that you saw and you may even forget you saw it in a movie and five years later you're like oh would it be cool if you made this thing and you don't pull the connection happens just with design how many times did you see someone saying like oh my god google just copied like this app that yeah. came out two years ago that no one knew about right and probably the designer never saw it but it's of course oh, everyone like of course google knew about it. they index everything 
come on. <laughs> but the designer who worked on it, like, yeah. they, they may have seen something like they just on assimilated some screenshot. Them. It's just in, your, in the back of, of your brain. And so as you're like getting inspired by your brain, you just make that thing. And you're like, whoa, this is so cool. And then when you release it, you find out, well, there was a Nikon or Nav that was I exactly think that the same. You're like, that the title for this episode is Brains Are Dumb. Brains Are Dumb. No, Brains Are Stupid. Except Whatever, Brains Are Stupid. Except it doesn't for matter. It really doesn't But no, matter. I mean, it's true. Like, you're right. Like, Brains Are Stupid, right? You didn't realize, you didn't remember that you saw that thing that inspired you to make that other thing. And then you're like, oh, shit, I copied someone. Well, you didn't do it on purpose, right? I don't really think that, that like... That drives me insane. Yeah. Uh, are you like I you have this like, like super, holy shit this yeah. looks so good and I just I changed the world and it's like, and it's like <laughs> I straight up copied the Facebook messenger logo <laughs> son <laughs> of a bitch it's just squared off instead of rounded yeah it's I'll so easy legal to department though. know immediately it didn't make it anywhere <laughs> don't worry that may have actually happened I'll show you later it's just it's so easy to do because like that's that's all being creative is is like like mushing up other things that you've seen experiences that you've had and making new ones and sometimes they're the same as ones that already exist oops what was the that's that's cool i like that that's actually really cool guys can i ask (laughs) i don't know what you can talk about so messenger came out on the web what a week ago so like a month ago now by the time this airs i feel so dumb but like i i am i didn't see this coming that an ipad app on your computer screen basically is what it is right nope it's it like the ipad is. app well it feels iosy but it's on web it's right? iosy it's it's, it's, it's similar the, the point is i feel like i'm using an ios app on in my browser and it doesn't have I feel like, okay, so the here's what the standard web app layout is, right? Like you have the top bar and the company logo in the corner, and then you have your navigation along the top, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Messenger gets rid of all of that, and it's just the app. Like there's not really branding on it. Like sure, it says Messenger when you don't have anything selected. For some reason, this feels like the future of web apps. I don't know. I, well, like, I, I'm so enamored by it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, sure Jeremy has tons to say, but you say there's no branding, right? But there is a ton of branding. There's. It's yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's what I mean. Is it? You know, it's but Facebook. I, I see what you mean. You know, and it's think, Facebook, but it doesn't say "Welcome yeah. to Facebook Messenger." I think what you just said is the future of web apps. Yes, an app. When it's when you were making a website, it's all about branding your product. When you make the actual product, should not be branded as much or like branded the way George is describing, which right. is actually the way you design your product with like the speech bubbles that are blue and are a certain shape and certain corner radius in uh, in Messenger. But when people use your app, they should it should be the, just the best app. You shouldn't be branding it. So when you use an app on the iPhone, your branding piece is your app icon and maybe your screenshot on the app store. And then your actual app is your actual app. It just needs to work really well. And that's the future apps. Web apps and apps in the future will just be apps. Right. That's where I feel like I butchered my whole lead up is just that it felt like an app without the whole web wrapper. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, it felt it was, native. It was very cool. And I'm... Thanks. We'll uh, pass along the... I'll, I'll tell Jeremy. Jeremy, Brian thinks it's cool. Hey, <laughs> dude, I didn't work on it, but the the people who did are incredible. I am curious though, and I don't really know. I don't really know the answer about why Messenger is so iOSy. I can't. Talk about it. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I have my I have my own personal opinions about about that stuff, but I'm just so we'll skip that. Yeah, I think it looks great too. Like I think there's something to be said about having 
Messenger has that look like down pat, like right. clean. And, and yeah, I think so. White. I'll Qu- recover. Quip does this. Yeah, I'll recover. Like, I think that if if all your brand and this, <laughs> this is kind of funny, I think that if all your brand is is like a logo, then it's not a it's not going to be a good brand. There's a lot. I mean, there's tons more to branding than just that messenger bubble, right? Like there's a feeling and there's a personality and there's a tone of voice. There's the sound design. There's the iconography. There is just everything. And all that adds up to a brand. A brand isn't just like a name and a logo. And I think if, if your app has like your name and logo everywhere, you're probably doing it wrong. Maybe I, that's opinionated, but I, I don't care. I think like bashing people over the head with a with a brand is like one way to get your logo well known, but it's not a way to like create like a branded experience. Kind of like when you have a shitty product and you're trying to market really, really, really hard, your product should speak for itself and it should be your brand. Your product should be your brand. You shouldn't be branding it. It should be because it's amazing. It should become your brand. Just yeah. like Messenger did in right. some way. Like right. Messenger 3 brought up these beautiful colors and like very simple design and beautiful bubbles and it became a brand it became messenger and now you see this and you think about messenger it reminds me of a, is it the samsung the samsung galaxy phones like it actually has the samsung logo on the front of the phone and like apple made a big deal not having yep. any of their branding on the front of the phone yeah like that that's where i get what you're saying george um but even like some of the the stuff like when you right click on a bubble in in the Messenger web app, like you get an iOSE tooltip, uh, like all the all those styles are ported over very well. But my question was, it's very new and novel, and it feels very cool. Like I was totally blown away. But is there a case to be made where like that shouldn't be done on the web? Like should we be designing differently for the web because you have different inputs and different capabilities and things like that? So. <laughs> Maybe you don't answer. Maybe George, George, wait. I wasn't. I was tweeting. I was high. I wasn't so, paying attention. There are facts, which okay. is that um, there are facts. iOS <laughs> has <laughs> guidelines and a brand. Yeah. Right. And Apple recommends that apps follow those. Right. And Messenger does that very well. Android has the, okay. their own, but the web does not. Right. Right. Um, and I'll just leave it at that because I think. The web does not means you can do whatever you want. Um, and our team did what they did and they did a really great job and it works really, really well and people really, really like it. What's interesting also is that they've, there's a consistence, consistency in the experience that you get when you use Messenger on your iPhone, Android, iPad, or now web. And that's also very important. Right now, like until today, you were using Messenger on your phone or tablet in some way. Then you were going to the Facebook website and using that teeny tiny, like yep. small window at the bottom of your of, of your Facebook. And I think it's a great idea to come up with Messenger.com. And hopefully at some point it will just happen there because like these, I don't know. And a, certainly eventually a Mac app. But like, yeah, I think what you're saying is I'm totally fan. There's actually here. a Mac app already. Made by two Dropbox guys. The rapper, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really good. Yeah, yeah, But um, what you're saying, it's, that was the first web app I've ever felt like I was very, very comfortable in the experience I'd already had on the other platforms, which is where I was initiated, right? Like I was initiated in Messenger on mobile, 
and mm-hmm. to use the website felt and looked no different. How would you feel if you had been on Android and went to the messenger.com stuff? I've never used Messenger on Android. Is it what's it like? Wait, say that again? If you were on Android first with oh, those designs. Oh, that's a good guidelines. question. It's just a question. Is the Android Messenger app Android-ified? It's definitely not iOS-ified. Right. No, that's actually an interesting question. I think maybe iOS iOS changes some of it. That kind of reminds me of even just like uh, Inbox, Google Inbox sort of did it, right? Their website was yeah. pretty close to their mobile app. Yeah. Shout out to Jen But Material man. is a Material <laughs> is a Google is a Google wide thing. Material is a Google wide thing. Like Material would even Google would put puts Material on iOS too. Like okay, it's, that's, it's that, Google's that's, brand. That's the good. Yeah, that's the right distinction. Okay. But um, I'm not sure if it's the right decision, but it's what they do. Um, like backpedaling slightly, I feel like it's almost like a disservice to call Messenger iOSy because I feel like Messenger does iOS better than iOS does iOS. And just because like they chose to use white and clean doesn't really like it's kind of unfair to be like, oh, they're iOSy, right? Like, I'm, yeah, it's, it's cool. just an like, adjective that comes. No, up, right? for sure, but like. If that's what they want to be, then that's awesome, and they they stick to it, and they're consistent with it, right? So great for them. That's yeah, awesome. I think there's just overall something to be said about that consistency of the experience, and I am really like as soon as I saw that, just like sitting in the office, I'm like, holy shit! I cannot wait for people to learn from this, and then web apps in a year might feel very different than they do today. The team is incredible. I mean, we had an amazing uh, launch and announcements at F8, and then like these back-to-back announcements with messenger.com and then you know facebook hello that's from the messenger team and there's like a bunch of other really cool stuff too that's coming out i don't want to like call anyone out but like messenger kind of stole that from parse a little bit like parse hasn't really been branded on the web app for a while now so you're welcome i would argue that parse is probably among the very few web apps that is doing the same thing yeah. Except without the mobile and all that kind of carryover. Right. But the parse web app is I don't know how to describe it, right? It's like like using a Mac app. Yeah. Or like That's all because of George. No, it's all because of Christoph. Oh, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> you guys want a hug? I'm slowly <laughs> undoing all of the good work that he did. So <laughs> bad work. You mean. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about Interstellar? Are we good there? <laughs> Your taste in movies is oh, bad, wow. and you should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this discussion that we we had burgers before this. And this is a this is the first like random podcast. We literally yeah. decided to record about five minutes before we got to Brian's Basically, to record it. Yeah. 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 So we were we were having burgers, and I think out of nowhere we started talking about movies and like trailers. We were talking about Star Wars and yeah. Avengers, I think, at first. And I don't know how it happens, but we started to like compare our tastes in movies and basically i think brian jeremy george and i are kind of on the same page like i we like good movies like star trek batman you're and not picky Avengers you're just like okay with whatever is on we're, a screen in front of you we're that's fine. basically we're brain basically hated the new batman versus superman trailer hated <sighs> the latest uh star trek movie alternate episode the, title brin hates everything that's good <laughs> there there are Two really great Zack Snyder movies. 300. One of my favorite movies of all time. I got it for like my 18th birthday. So good. Stop. Watchmen. I like that movie. Watchmen? Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty good. Love Watchmen. I like that movie. I can can see why you like that movie. 
But between it's, between up until the end, it's true to the comic and book. And the, the Dark Knight Rises. If you had to pick, sorry, you had to pick between Watchmen or The Dark Knight Rises. You had to pick one. Watchmen in a heartbeat. All right, I'm out of it. I like Watchmen. I like that movie. I'll tell you my the thing I like most about that movie, and that's pretty much because I'm a color nerd. They pretty much use secondary colors and like purples and greens and and like all that's, these like that's they're not the all secondary. Is. I know that's how the comic book is. I know, but at the very end, this doesn't give anything away. They show a red car or a blue car or something. And it's a primary color, except for Doctor Manhattan, is and it bright makes blue you. F- I know, I, but you know what I mean. Like the and tone Sally, of the movie well, is yeah, dark. Sally, and, Je- Sally Jupiter is yellow, and purple, and yellow, and green, and, purple and, like, and yeah, tertiary and like secondary colors and whatever. And then there's this bright moment of happiness just by using color, and it's this right before everyone dies. There's this vibe explosion. you get that you don't realize because you've been trained to watch a movie in this mode, and then you get this like bright red or bright bright blue at the end, and it's like oh, so brilliant. But it's not as good as Interstellar. <laughs> In- Interstellar is very visually appealing. They have issues with their time theory. Shut up, Bryn. You don't understand it. That's all. Okay. Face it. All, all I'm going to say, zero spoilers, the wormhole can't get there without the entire thing happening. That is not true, and you should read the internet, and you should read the people behind the movie, <laughs> and you should read Neil deGrasse Tyson. Or Go get an astrophysics reading. degree and, and then talk to us. All right. <laughs> BRB, getting an astrophysics degree. There we go. Man, fuck you. Uh, and then Star Wars. Star Wars, I think we're all on the same page for. I'm that so looks excited. amazing. Looks, looks incredible. Dope. So we had a discussion Disney is working dinner. really hard to keep my ass in a seat about, the entire year. We had a discussion about whether or not we think that... Um, Harrison Ford and like all the and like all the old characters should they have a big role in the new movie? And I think some of us believe that they shouldn't. Almost sh- should just have Stop. a cameo or something. No, Star Wars is the story of the Skywalker family. So, but like they've kind of so always have to be. They can't not be. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm on the same page. And actually, especially if the actors are still like in a good shape and they can play, like they should. I don't think they should have a huge role. Like, I think if we see them for like 10 minutes, that's enough. And then I want to see I new think, characters and I new think they stories. have to be big in the first one because otherwise people might not care about the whole... Like, they're introducing a lot of new things into the universe. It might not feel connected without them. That's my biggest concern. So the one... 10 minutes in the... There's, there's two the narrative threads through the entire first thing. <laughs> narrative threads in that... That's a bad term for them. C-3PO and R2-D2. Every single movie. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to be a big focus in this one. They've got BB-8. I BB-8's awesome, though. Dude, BB-8's great. No doubt there. Did you but, guys see the Star Wars celebration? He's real. Yeah, he's what a real thing. No, yeah, it's Sphero. It's, it's a wow. Bob Iger like, joint. So good. <laughs> that is so incredible. It's a, it's a Disney at least advised company. No, it was an incubator. They got into the yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. incubator. Yeah, Disney tech stars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So cool. So, I want one. Or whatever I'm it so is. Tech I want something. Yeah. Hey, no, they're they're going to sell a toy of it. It's great. I'm super excited. Can't wait to have my own BB-8. But as far as the story goes, I think Skywalkers have to be a part of it. They can't not be. Of course. But that doesn't mean the old actors have to play a huge role. So like, I think 
I think uh, Luke is going to be more like Ben Kenobi, where he's like a hermit and he's not a big focus of it. Right. I think Leia will be the leader of whatever the uh, resist, like the rebellion has become. And I think Han Solo is obviously her husband, and I think that they'll be together. I would much, I would much more expect. Harrison Ford to play a big role in the movie than, than Leia, for example. I Harrison don't Ford has already said he's out after this movie. So either no, he's no. doing something in big this in this movie, movie and dying. Ex- or <laughs> well, or it's maybe. Or he's going somewhere off like in Harrison space. Ford has been playing movies for like years after he's uh, Star Wars. Like, Is Jerry that right? Fisher was like kind of. He's 80? He kind of disappeared. He's so, I don't know. What? George is looking at I have an internet thing. He's like 70 something. My. There we go. He's super old, regardless. You beat me. He's seventy-two. Do you think that it? Do you think that if this is just a question? Do you think seventy-two plus Calista Flockhart plus plane crash is like eighty? John Connery's eighty-four. That makes a lot of sense. Do you think that if the so Clint Eastwood, the original cast, is in the movie too much, that they're not allowing the new cast to blossom into their roles enough? No, and I'll tell you why. And that's because Mark Hamill is a national treasure. Um. He's the fucking Joker in like the Batman the animated series. Right, but like he can do no wrong. If the original cast too is, much Carrie is, Fisher's a problem. is in the movie too much, then like and then they're not in the second one, like did we l- allow enough character development in this one to like want to see the next one and be okay. so attached to them? Vague rumor is that one of the main characters is related to Han and Leia. That makes me happy and that feels like they we it's have the girl, we have this right? family story like the main and she's leaving the nest that's what it feels like to me is it's it's like an accelerator it's a booster rocket to get out of the atmosphere of these traditional stars that we have and then from then on they're on their own who do you and just like just like ben kenobi in no one has booster rockets in star wars shut up in star wars episode (laughs) four ben kenobi plays a huge role until he dies and then that's it we don't see him anymore i think luke will be at the end of this one i feel like they're going to discover luke that's my own personal opinion um, I think they'll have to encounter him because it seems like, well, from the pictures, one of the guys has a lightsaber. Uh, it sounds like the girl's actually the force wheeler, though, which is new, and I'm really excited about that because it's always been like primarily male roles in the Jedi kind of Hashtag thing. Hashtag lean in. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, dropped it. Force lean. <laughs> Shout out to Cheryl Sundberg. <laughs> Do you think they're going to have pod racing in this one, guys? No, but they're going to have a new uh, cool thing. They have pod to, racing yeah. is just a way to get the sound clip from the uh, the speeder bikes from Endor. That I love, I love the pod racing in the episode one. But that's but that's it's not working. as cool. That's not it's as cool as their like motorbike race kind of thing on in the Return of the Jedi. In the I think forest. it will all be X wing, all X wing uh, over lakes. Oh, yeah, I want, dude. I want some dude, those new X wings, yes. the, the Ralph McQuarrie X wings, look so good. No, for sure, but they needs to be in one of the next three movies. There needs to be a race at some point in the like, yeah. maybe not the do forest. You have to going maybe on, dude? underwater. I don't know. There needs to be something really cool, something that makes me want to buy a bike. So that's the, all I want. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> was, was it? Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how what one of the beautiful things about the original trilogy is you'd have two things moving on screen at once and that was it you'd have two speeder bikes or you'd have i don't know the millennium falcon and um vader behind it in the in the trench like it was little things one at a time or like two things running together and everything else was stationary and it was so cool because 
there's so very little happening that all you had was that one piece of tension and it really got to you. I don't know. I'm super into it. I think we'll have it. We already saw the, the uh, TIE fighter chasing the Millennium Falcon through a Star Destroyer. Yes. Which is incredible. Sorry for people like Marshall Bach who don't like watching trailers and are complaining at me right now, probably. <laughs> but Oh, there's people that like aren't watching the trailers at all and waiting? Yeah. That's uh, a long we'll, time. We'll put something in the beginning. Don't worry. That's Wait, one of us, when we went to Interstellar, one of us hadn't seen any trailer. Who was that? Was that Jared? Jared Rondu? Someone, someone had not seen any trailer voluntarily. Oh, of Interstellar. Yeah. Ah. Before watching the movie. I did that. Well, I had seen like one trailer and I kind of knew what I was getting into. I had no idea what I was getting into. You knew it was between stars, so like Interstellar. I, yeah. I had seen a trailer, but it was didn't explain anything. It was like nothing. Yeah, so I knew like space and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's and what I was I like, knew. sold. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough stars for me. Oh man. What? Okay. Did you guys see the Vision trailer just released? The, there's a clip of the Vision being born in in. Uh, you guys don't know who the Vision is. Never I didn't. Mind. No, I'm I not. didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I heard it was good. Avengers, the, the villains, or no, the good guy. The Are you into Fantastic Four? Good Jarvis turns into Vision, right? Jar- it's Paul Bettany who plays Jarvis's voice. We don't know whether or not they are tightly related. Right. Vision is the is the new hero in the new Avengers. He's so cool. But he's AI, right? Wait, or is he a person? That so, came out three weeks ago? He's a, Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've all seen this already. So, <laughs> in the comic books, I think he's called a synthoid or something like that. So he's like... He's... he's a creation that is like flesh ish. He actually marries a person who is in this new movie, but he's Too complicated for me. Yeah. It's what, a whole thing. He's created by Ultron as like a messenger. It would make um, sense for him to marry Scarlett Johansson. Cause she's her. And you'd be right. It's the Scarlet witch. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen's character. Oh, damn it. Good effort. So close there. Cool. So I think this kind of fell apart. Yeah, so that that's <laughs> the end of that. Uh, anything to plug, guys? Come have lunch with us. Yeah, we got some good responses last time. Yeah, that's I've right. Seen some people actually hit you. Yeah, up. we have three, I, two or three people coming to campus. That's really? great. Yeah. That's come awesome. to Facebook, hang out with us. Yeah, come yeah. check out the new. Uh, we'll campus. buy you free yeah. lunch. Christoph will take your photo. I will take photos with of with you. emoji pillows. Yeah, emoji pillows. I can do that. Yeah. And Christoph is a professional photographer. For real. Professional. Uh, I'm not professional. I'm not no, he's paid very for professional. I went to a New, York, a New Year's Eve party and Christoph took my photo and I about swooned. And you used it on your profile photo. Yeah. Didn't you? Because it's, That's it's quite better looking than I am. My profile photo is a picture from a Chinese app and it's great. You mean what that app that was that popping app? three weeks ago yeah, and yeah. no one it's remembers about that? Oh, no, wait, really quick, I know we're over time, so we can cut out some of the other boring shit we talked about. I think it's really impressive how viral that app went when there was literally no UI items that are labeled in English. Yes, he's talking about my yeah. idol, the yes. Chinese app that blew yeah. up three weeks ago. Right. So this is all old news, old news by now. But that's still very interesting either... Um, it's either like a testament that the app is really well designed or that people will like fight against Mike Davidson talks about this. So yeah, actually I was having lunch with my content strategist uh, the, the day after that app came out. Your what strategist? Content strategist. So the people I thought you like, said comment strategist. I was content. like, wow, Facebook is a tease. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> content strategist, my bad. And 
she basically said like this is proving that content strategy doesn't mean anything if people like i managed to figure out an app without understanding understanding a single world this De- design doesn't matter as long as you have videos of george dancing the sexy back True i mean that. yeah let's be real but like people i had no idea what i was doing but i was like i'm gonna figure this out because the outcome looks awesome right so i mean awesome it looks Ish. pretty awesome it's pretty ridiculous it's pretty awesome no, but um, it's definitely interesting. i enjoy watching like, i watched it three times i don't know if you guys play with this app but it's interesting how the only cues that you have to to use this UI are like like basically color. Like when you get a pop up or model that asks you to do something in Chinese and you have no clue what it's saying, you have two options and one is at the bottom right and is green and the other one is black in the bottom left and you're like, I'm guessing I'm gonna press the green one and you're right, that does something. Uh, so you're basically using all of the knowledge you have from other apps and from like design patterns in some way. And it works. Like everyone figured out how to share these things. Where like you no clue what was happening. Interesting. Interesting bias. There's this the one screen initially where there's like a green circle and a red circle, right? And we're all like, oh, green circle. We got what we wanted. What's actually happening is you're choosing your gender. So I had a, a bunch of girls <laughs> who I know who That's are like, why. oh, it thinks I'm a boy. I don't know how to change this because they hit the green one because they're like, oh, green forward. Would I want to do this. this? Is all signifiers? But hold on, this can go terribly wrong. So <laughs> I was using an app today. Uh, it was a calendar to um, to like book a hotel for my parents, and in it Which has calendar. Will you say it's in like the app? Oh, I don't want to say. It's like was it Arizona State? No, it's the <laughs> it was Airbnb. The place that I live in has an app. Ne- oh, Nima? the building. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nima has an app. The place um, with the stripper parties, right? Um, and they have a calendar to like book. Um, they have like a couple suites that you can like book as hotels, and on their calendar, uh, it shows which dates are open and which dates are like you know taken. And the ones that are taken have green, fl- like checks oh, no. or flags on them. Like, so the color is telling me this is open and available. You should you should book it. This is what we call bad design. This is bad, <laughs> but this is where color in have design can go poorly. Have you seen the building though? Like the ads on it. Oh, it's it's. This is really bad design. design. Side note: Throwback. So happy seeing it because I'm like, hey, I don't suck. <laughs> throwback to our last episode. Link in the comments. Um, <laughs> that that party oh, George is doing show notes great yeah that party that you went to was another Facebook designer did you know that yeah I did know that oh okay yeah because he messaged me he was listening to it and he was like that party that Jeremy went to was my party and I was like what yeah it was, his, it was his uh, periscope yeah, yeah, yeah oh no it was his feed right it was his, his feed, feed that ben, you found right? it was a Ben, yeah, ben Ashman yeah the story because it's actually a very interesting story that tells a lot about periscope and all well, these well no, if you listen no, to our I last episode yeah. Christoph well, we already right, talked yeah, about yeah. it her left me and featuring when I- <laughs> Jeremy Goldberg and George Kettenberg the third and listening back to that episode, <laughs> I think I said the word like a million times. Oh, you did this episode too. That's like, just oh, branding. I yeah, I called Shit. you out on it. That's branding. No, that's not a big deal. Really? Oh my god. Yeah, it's, he's pushing the Facebook branding. Yeah, every oh, time you, every time you say like, that is so true. Every time you say like, our stock goes up like a little bit. Do you guys hear what he's? It was intentional. That was pretty good. What? Every time pure Kedenberg moment. Every time you say like, our stock goes up like a tiny bit literally 
So back to plugging. No, I, I, I actually like... <laughs> I like plugging the fact that you can have lunch with, with myself and George. And Christoph. And Christoph. So yes, um, at Jeremy Goldberg, no final E. Right. God, that's hard it's to the, phrase. Uh, just All look, the vowels except for the last one. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Goldberg. Goldberg Jeremy Goldberg. And you'll find B-R-G. one photo, black and white, where there's a guy. He clearly is a he designer. He looks super metal. Yeah. He looks really fancy. George is and the best one. GK3. Easy peasy. Chris is Chris, Chris Tozier. Tozier. Well, you'll never find Good him. Good luck. Try, uh, just tweet at Jeremy and, and George. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Reach out to us and come have lunch, talk design, whatever. Like, I'm super into it. And, yes. uh, Yes, come check out the Facebook campus. We, come, yeah. come hang out with us. We're pretty nice outside of when we're not in front <laughs> yes. of the microphone. We're pretty nice people. Yeah. Zuck may join us for lunch. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Whoa. It happened sometimes. Whoa. Whoa. Party, yeah. It ha- yeah. Have some chicken McNuggets with <laughs> yeah. you. You can, you can see really him like in his that. aquarium Yeah, where he lives. Yep. Zuck lives actually in an aquarium. It's just this big glass cube. His aquarium? His aquarium. Cool. Well, thanks for having us again. Yeah. And I love this like serendipitous like, hey, we're having dinner. Let's go record. We were having an interesting conversation about movies. And we didn't even completely avoided. We didn't even like start recording. We were just like talking about something and oh, the mic is on. I started recording. (laughs) No, I know. But like we didn't realize. (laughs) I think it was more that Brian needed parse help. And he just wanted us yeah. over to so, help him. Yeah, Brian he just got a free episode for after help. it. Yeah, and then I was like, "Let's just record an episode because this is funny." <laughs> and so everyone I, wins. I really like how you said, "Like, let's just hang out and, and discuss what we could talk about in the podcast." And you were recording the whole discussion. Maybe. Yeah, it was great. That's you sneaky really snake. I really like you sneaky snake. Two hours of my life wasted. <laughs> Nailed it. JK. Nailed it. Guys, Sarah's gonna have a really hard time editing this. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Okay. Hey, Claire. Thanks. <laughs> Five people at once. We had to switch off mics a few times. Yep. Britt and I were sharing a mic that whole time. If you notice, it's because we did Some it background noise. If you didn't notice, then good good on us. <laughs> um, good on you for being mostly deaf. We appreciate that. Because <laughs> it was pretty bad. But uh, Or good on our editor. If That'd be great, too. If you like having five guests on the show... Whoa, 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 three guests, bro. Three guests, five people on the show. We uh, are definitely Mike curious. Um, what? <laughs> we are definitely interested in getting a fifth mic, but only if if this is an interesting style. Should we just go to like having an audience that each has a mic? <laughs> if you okay, if you're listening to the show and you want a mic and you want to chime in on the next episode. Oh dear God, no. <laughs> we'll we'll forward you five hundred dollars and send whoa. you the mic and the rig. Whoa. You can just go on Periscope and ask us questions. Oh, I think that's where you're going with that. Right. That's could, that's the solution. Right. You could just live stream the show. Um, we're trying to do those Monday and Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. So tune in on Periscope. Once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Code School, who has been amazing and jumped in and is just like super supportive of designers learning code, which is something that is constantly brought up places like designer news and everything we're really excited about it i'm a big proponent of designers knowing code i'm pretty sure brian is too since anyone that tries to code you are so you'd probably be better if you went through code school you'd probably be a lot better Uh, you should go through code school i should probably do code school if anyone well everyone that asks should designers learn to code the answer is always go to code school for me go to code school first (laughs) second there have only been positives for me 
knowing how to do some basic things. I got my design job from knowing how to do front-end development. And if you know how to use things like Git and the dev tools, you're oh going to impress all your it's engineering impossible. friends, and they're going to love you and respect you. And yes. And HTML working. emails are hard. Go learn how to do them properly, because it's not an easy thing to figure out. And uh, check out their Luchador-themed HTML emails course and the video, because the video is amazing and it has some incredible illustrations and everything it's it's fantastic so go check all that out you can see the video in the show notes or you can go to codeschool.com to learn more or start playing through their new courses thanks once again to code school